All righty. So we're going to get back into, of course, the faith of the Son of God. That's where we are studying right now. And we're going to uh, get back into it, the study tonight. And last week we began looking at faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And we're going to look at that again tonight. So uh, in your Bibles, let's go to Romans chapter 10 and uh, read verses 5 down through 17 or so. In Romans 5.10, it says, For Moses describes the righteousness which is of the law, but the man which does those things shall live by them. But the righteousness which is of faith speaks on this wise. Say not in your heart, who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who shall descend into the deep, that is to bring Christ up again from the dead. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there's no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed a report? So then faith comes or cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So. When you begin to look at this, I mean, I mean, this set of scripture has been made probably as much of a doctrine as any scripture in the Bible. Good doctrine, probably great doctrine in some cases. In other cases, maybe not as good, but nonetheless, it is a common scripture. But here, faith comes. We've been dealing with faith. What is faith for some weeks? We have looked at, the, at faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And just to catch your mind back up into it for a moment, what they were hoping for was the righteousness of God that was in, that's in Christ. Now, they didn't per se, no, the righteousness of God was in Christ, but the, but the Jews were hoping for that new covenant to come. They were hoping for the Messiah to come, for their kingdom to be re-restored. 
And for the promises of the Old Covenant, the Old Testament, the promises spoken to the fathers by the prophets to be fulfilled. That's what they were hoping for. And, and here we come, we, we see faith comes by hearing. So the substance comes by hearing the word, the rhema of God. Now, in our Bibles, there are predominantly two Greek words for the word word. There may be another one or so, but there's two that we're primarily looking at when we look at the word, the word word. And one of those words is logos. And in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. And, and what I believe that means, the logos, embodied the whole thought, mind, and purpose of God. So in the beginning was the word, the whole thought, mind, and purpose. Who is Christ? The word was with God, and the word was God. So everything God intended from the beginning was there in his word. Okay? And he created everything in view of that word. There was nothing created that was created that wasn't out of the view of the logos. The mind, the thought, the will, and purpose of God. So that's to me what the logos is. I know, I know other people define it another way, but but that's what I believe the Lord really showed me years ago that that logos embodied that of God, his intention, his divine plan. And it was God. And then in John 1.14, it says, in the word, the Logos was made flesh and dwelt among us. So the divine intention, the divine person, the divine thought of God was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, verse, full of grace and truth. So, so here the Logos comes from uh, the invisible to the visible in the person of Jesus Christ. And I believe a lot of Christians, they try to find the divine intention of God in the first creation man in Adam. And in my heart, from the beginning, God's divine intention was always in Christ. And, but that had to be revealed. It had to be made known. So, so the logos had to come and the rhema, that of him, the logos, had to be declared. Okay? So I want you to flip over to Galatians chapter 3. And as we're flipping to Galatians 3, I just bring the rhema back to your mind for a minute. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the rhema word of God. So, so what rhema means is something said, a word, by application of matter. So I, I believe the rhema is that spoken of Christ. And, and, uh, and I'm going to 
say, I believe the rhema came into the earth, really when Jesus came upon the earth and began to speak. So, and, and the rhema comes in our heart as he is revealed. That's what I believe. So, when I look at Galatians 3, verse 21, the Bible says, is the law then against the promises of God? God forbid. For if there had been a law given which could make alive, verily righteousness would have been of the law. But the scriptures shut up all things under sin that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. The promise by faith in Jesus Christ. The promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. But before faith came, we were kept in ward or under the law, shut up unto the faith which should afterwards be revealed. So that the law is a has become our tutor, King James says, schoolmaster, to bring us unto Christ, that we might be justified by faith. And we've been looking at justification. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ and put on Christ, there can be neither Jew nor Greek, there can be neither bond nor free, there can be no male and female, for you are all one man in Christ Jesus, and if you are Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. All right. So man was shut up under the law until faith came. Okay. Faith cometh by what? Hearing. So faith had to come. And what, how it came is it came in a person. So faith came up on the earth in a person. I kept, as I, as I was preparing for this tonight, I kept hearing in my heart, the voice came and shook the earth. So I kept hearing in my heart. The voice of faith came in the person of Jesus Christ. Like I said, the, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The Word was made flesh and dwelt, dwelt among us. And Hebrews 1 says, Hebrews 1 verse 1 tells us that God spake, God who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, and by whom he made the worlds, to be in the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Excuse me. So God spoke in different ways by the prophets 
but he summed up all of his speaking in the Son. So when Christ came in the natural, see, first the natural, then the spiritual. Now, I've taught this according to the spiritual, and I believe it according to the spiritual, but I want you to see it in the natural. Jesus came at the end of the age of the law and the prophets. And what did he do when he came? He made an announcement. He spoke. The rhema of God began to be declared in the earth. What did he say? Some of the first things he said in the Bible was repent and believe the good news. Then he told, uh, he told the disciples to come follow him. Those were some of the first things he said, follow me. Now, if you're if you're if you will consider this with me for a moment, these folks that he come to of the house of Israel, he came into his own; his own received him not. When he come to them and he and he began to make some of the statements, "I am the way, the truth, and the life." No man cometh unto the Father but by me. For an Israeli audience, a Jewish audience, that was radical, folks. If we put it in perspective to that day, because if I was a Jewish man or woman, Here Jesus comes, and he's basically saying, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Your high priest that you've observed all these years, if they were observing, now many of them weren't observing, the law the way they were at one time, if you look closely at the gospel, but if you, but if you consider this, their observation was the law of Moses. Their observation was the... Jewish temple, their observation was the, you know, rabbi or the high priest. And here Jesus is in the midst and says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So, so to, a, to the Jewish audience, the way, the truth, and the life was all centered around that old covenant temple that was the way that was the truth and their life was all centered around that temple right okay now he's telling them i'm the way the truth and the life and he says in another place these things testify of me not only am I the way, the truth, and the life, they testify of me. They were my testimony. They spoke of me. God spoke in time past 
by the prophets in the last in these last days at the end of these days he has spoken in his son or by his son so jesus came upon the earth declaring i am the way the voice began to go into the earth and it began to shake jerusalem that voice began to shake them you realize that it was shaking the nation of Jerusalem, the voice of the Son of God, because it was declaring another, or I shouldn't say another, it was declaring the fulfillment of the old and the coming forth of the new, because he told us, he said, I didn't come to destroy the law and the prophets. I came to fulfill it. I'm the conclusion of the matter. So every time they went to a feast day, every time they offered an offering, every time they went to the temple, Jesus is saying, I'm the conclusion of the matter. It speaks of me. So the voice of faith came upon the earth. And that voice began to say in the midst of Israel, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. So in order to have life, you must eat my flesh and drink my blood. So life pertains to his flesh and his blood. Life pertains to him. You know, a lot of times we look in the scripture at life, and I think we miss that. Life is the substance of Christ. Eternal life is the substance of Christ. Paul says to live is Christ. So living we, we've got a concept in our hearts sometimes, and I've had it in my heart through the years, that if I could live forever, I'd be living. Okay. But Jesus never declared that as life. He said, I am life. Listen to that. I am life. I am way, truth, and life. The just shall live by faith. Now, is the living that the just live in by faith anything other than Christ himself? I don't think so. No, the living is him who's made, who is life, made real in my heart. And how him that is life is made real in my heart is I hear him. Okay? I hear him. And I turn to see him. And receive that of God that's imparted. 
And maybe that's a definition of rhema. You can check it out. Because he's declared by the Spirit of God in us. But the rhema come upon the earth. The word of Christ come upon the earth. And the rhema said. I mean, that rhema began to talk. I, lo I love this in John 3. He says, truly, truly, I say to you, John 3, 11. Truly, truly, or verily, verily, I say to you, we speak of what we know and testify of what we've seen. I love that. We speak of what we know and testify of what we've seen. And you do not accept your testimony. If I told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven, but he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, so that whoever believes will in him have eternal life. Here's where you have eternal life at. Whoever believes will in him have eternal life. So God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. See, this eternal life is in him. And we have eternal life in him. So whoever believes. Now, how, how, did, this, how did this come about? Whoever believes. Faith came. Because to he came and began to announce that in the earth. It was shut up. Shut up under the law. Couldn't enter into it. It was till the time appointed of the Father. See, Jesus is the time appointed of the Father. <laughs> He's our appointment with God, right? So here he comes, and he, and he goes on and says, he, he who believes in him, for God did, verse 17, for God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. He who believes in him is not judged. He who does not believe has been judged already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Now, John 7. Let's read a couple of these. John 7, verse 37. Now, on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the Scripture said, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke of the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive, for the Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. You know, I've heard people recently say, after Jesus raised from the dead, every man was saved. And I want to say, is that really what Jesus said? 
I will say that. Is that really what he said? That after I raised from the dead, every man saved? See, when Jesus said this, I, I've heard people talk some of this doctrine that's out here today, and I, and I guess I'm just going to lay it out here for a moment, that, uh, you know, every man was dead in Adam, Jesus came, and now every man's alive in Christ. That's a common doctrine now. And... But did Jesus say that? Because Jesus' word went in force. See, here's the issue. His word went in force. I do not have the authority to change his word. He's never given me the authority to change his word. And so he said, he that believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of water. Well, up at that time, they were still under the law. But he spake of the spirit, for the spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. So if Jesus had come and said all this and never rose from the dead, this wouldn't be enforced. Okay, because there's an idea that this was enforced right there at that time, and now something else is enforced. I mean, I've heard people say things like that. I'm like, no, 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 no. The law, the last, the the law was still enforced. When he rose from the dead, he said, All authority is given unto me. He rose from the dead, and this word right here came into force, this rhema word, that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So in the, you, you know, part of me wants to say the rhema word. Part of me wants to say that part of the rhema word is simply believing what Jesus said. Because it, it, the written word that we read in the Gospels came out of the mouth of the Lord Jesus, much of it. And it declares him. But I believe there's a, so, so I believe faith comes into our heart that we're saved when we receive him. So we receive the Lord and faith comes. But faith really came when Jesus come and declared the word in Israel and rose from the dead. It was set forth in the earth. God set it forth that whosoever called on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That word went into force. Well, that word was written in the prophets, but it wasn't forced. And Jesus came, died, and raised from the dead. Now the word of faith is in force. It's in force. It's, it's sealed with blood. It's here. Okay? Now that it's here in the earth. I believe there's also a deeper understanding of the rhema word, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, is this word, this word of Christ. I mentioned this last week in John 16, how Jesus said the Holy Spirit shall come and show you that of him. 
Another translation is declare. So the Holy Spirit declares to us in our heart, Jesus Christ. That's how we hear and receive and see our justification. That's how we hear, receive, and see our righteousness. Is the Holy Spirit's declaring Jesus Christ, who is made unto us all these things. Because we can never get righteous. You know, you know, you, you know, early on in this uh, in in this group of teachings or group of lessons we've been in, sharings, whatever we want to call them. I, I use the scripture, thy sins and iniquities, will I remember no more. That was never real until Jesus came. You know, it was it, it was there declared in the prophets, but even that was speaking of the person of Christ, because it's in Christ where thy sins and iniquities are not remembered anymore. It's not outside of Christ, it's embodied in the person of Christ. When the person of Christ is made real in our heart and in that dimension of him, then that is evidenced to you and I that our sins and iniquities are remembered no more because he took them and he justified us in his life. That becomes real. And when that becomes real, when that of Christ becomes real in you and I, that's what life is. That's what life is. See, see we, we read this in John 3 a while ago. That whoever believes will in him have eternal life. So, so eternal life is in him. So eternal life that we have is in him. Well, that eternal life that is in him has to be made real in me. I mean, I mean, when we receive the Lord Jesus, we have eternal life at that moment. We have eternal life. But that eternal life that we have may only be made real to us a fraction. Now, we have, I believe, the full thing. Because we have him. He's the full thing. So we, we receive him. You could say it this way, we have the merchandise. But the merchandise that we have has to be made evident, has to uh, appear, has to, you know, like Paul writes to Colossians, when Christ who is our life shall appear, when he shall be rendered apparent, then we will be rendered apparent with him in glory. Because we're one with him. Because in the divine work of God, he's made us one. So that that he is, is made real in me, the substance. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Faith is the substance. That which he is, the substance is made real in me. And now we live by faith. 
the substance of him. We hear him. I don't, I don't mean he just whispers in our ear like we hear Jesus whispering in my ear. We hear him in here. And we begin to see him in here. He begins to transform the soul. And we begin to see it happen. Yeah. We begin to see the substance of Christ. Because our very being begins to be changed. There's nothing else could change our very being, our soul. I mean, we might change our ways from being from uh, smoking or not smoking or doing this or not doing that, but our heart, our being, our soul can't be changed. Because the nature of us by natural birth was death. The nature of us by spiritual birth is life. So we move from natural to spiritual. We move from death to life. And the life that we have in the flesh, we live by the faith of the Son of God. So when I look at the word life in the Bible, when I read the word life in the Bible, I look to Jesus. I really do. I don't see an eternal life outside of him. Because he himself has been made so glorious to me. You know, joy, peace has filled my heart. Sometimes I just sit and enjoy the great reality of God that's in me. Because it's, it's, it's like, wow, this is better than I ever thought it was going to be. It's better than what, you know, a lot of people told me it was going to be. Because God is imparting his divine life through the revelation of Jesus Christ. And we're enjoying it. We're fellowshipping it with one another. Out of our bellies is flowing rivers of living water. It's, it's flowing. It's not, it's not going to flow, honey. It is going to flow. But it is flowing. Light is here. Will light get brighter? Sure. Will light get stronger? Sure. Will, 
Will the work of God become more real? Sure. Will it become more evidenced in you and I? Sure. But it's here to be partaken of, to declare. It's already come. I'm, I'm, I'm going to end with this, and you can, you can go back and look at it. Uh, in Romans 8, I don't have the scripture in front of me, but the thoughts in my head, so I'm going to end with it. I wasn't going to, but I'm going to. It kept coming at me, so I said, okay. <laughs> you know, it says, the whole creation groaneth and is in travail. And one, one thing caught my eye one day, as I'd read it and looked at it and thought upon it, until now. What changed? What was now? And I believe I'm quoting that right. You can, you can tell me I'm not. What had happened to Paul, the now was Christ. So now, in Christ Jesus, now the revelation of Jesus Christ had began to break upon him. That's, you know, that just struck my heart one day as I read, as I looked upon it or thought upon it. I can't remember if I was reading it or thinking upon it because sometimes God just brings something to me. Like Brother Dale talks about a lot about meditating on the word of God. I'll be thinking, I call it thinking, maybe instead of meditating, but it's the same thing. I'll be thinking on the word of God, considering the word of God, meditating upon it. And the Lord will just bring it to my heart. And all at once I'll go, oh, I really didn't get that, did I, Lord? <laughs> and and, I, and, 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 and when that old moment comes, I, I, I love it, you know, because then it, then it just opens my heart and I begin to look and search and, and consider what the Lord is saying. And that's what we're doing in this study of the faith of the Son of God. We'll probably, Lord willing, do a couple more lessons on it at least, maybe more than that, but probably a couple more. So I'm just going to stop right here and and I will start with uh, Brother Roger. Oops, sorry about that. I have froze, guys. Uh-oh. Can you hear me now? Yes, sir. Hello? Yes, sir. I can hear you, Roger. Okay. Anyway, what little I understand in the beginning, he he gathered he gathered all things in the Son, whom he's well pleased. And the spiritual, the new creation life we have, all things that are in him, our faith, our salvation, all of that. It's his, and we come into it, the salvation and all that he is in him. It's in him where we have ours. 
and he gathered all things in him, but we, as spiritual came born again believers, we come by Christ. We come by our Savior, Jesus Christ, whom the Father recognizes in the Son, but it all comes by him. Everything has to come by him in the spiritual realm. And that's, that's what little understanding I have of it. And, and that's, that's what I have to say. That's, that's what the Spirit has made real to me, what little I understand of the message tonight. Thank you, Brother Wayne. Amen. Amen. Are you still out there, Wayne? Your, your video is frozen. Yeah, I'm froze, Brother Mark. You want me to continue? Yes. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. We can hear you fine. I can't. Uh, I can't affect anything on the computer. So go ahead and uh, and and follow on, brother Mark, because it it just completely froze. Okay. All right. Uh, brother Lex. Brother good to see you, brother. And good to see you, brother Roger. I, we were. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Great Amen. to hear from you as well. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Well, thank you, Brother Mark. Uh, Wayne, that was just so wonderful. Uh, the thing that really comes to me is I know that his love is always with us. His promises are always true. And when we give him our all, I know that he's going to see us through. And it's, that's, that's my faith. Uh, thank you. Amen. Thank you, Brother Les. Yeah, I was just thinking, as Wayne was talking earlier, I mean, I, I, I just look forward to those wow moments, you know? It's just so exciting <laughs> to contemplate. There's going to be more and more and more of those wild moments coming our way. So <laughs> praise the Lord. Uh, Sister Peggy, are you where you can unmute out there? I'm good to see you or good to, I don't see you real well, but hopefully we can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Go ahead, Sister Peggy. Well. And thank God for mercy and grace. And But I'll make it. Amen. Amen. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. 
tonight it's uh the depth of the word is so good i just wanted to comment one thing uh probably controversial subject but you already touched on it so i guess i get a, uh an atom there to go with uh what you talk about the doctrine that's already out here pretty pretty much uh fluent about you know people that believe that we don't have to come to the lord we're already born again uh, I just wonder what they did with that scripture verse that you read tonight in, in Romans chapter 10. It says in verse 14, but how are they to call on him in whom they have not believed? Amen. And how are they to believe in him, in Christ, of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? So that's true, you know, what, what you believe is true, then uh, we wouldn't need any preachers. We wouldn't need anybody out of witnessing for the Lord. You know, that's, that's the downfall that I see with that doctrine. I've around it quite a bit myself in circles. And uh, it's actually all the evangelistic uh, part of gospel, you know, if you believe that. There's a fine line there. We know that Jesus Christ died for all sin, past, present, and future. We know that, but we have to come to him to receive that. We have to hear the gospel and receive the gospel, receive Jesus Christ in order to receive anything from the Lord. So we need a preacher. You know, that's the same in, in, in a lot of things. I preach the finished work of Christ, but in the finished work of Christ, we still need to declare the finished work of Christ. We need to declare it so that the people that don't, understand it or do not have a, a grasp on it and hear it the finished work of christ in other words you know the the, the full gospel you know and i use that that term lightly but uh you know we go into the word god and we see what paul is teaching you know he wasn't teaching anything that was different than what christ taught. i think i think sometimes we get hung up on the speakers you know it's all the bible is written by the holy spirit Amen. Amen. He, didn't, he didn't write, didn't contradict Jesus in any way, shape, or form. So, you know, we don't put Paul on a pedestal above, above anyone else. But what I'm saying is, you know, when he taught, he taught the word of God throughout the churches of his time. And I don't think this teaching that he taught has uh, gone away. In other words, I don't believe it's... Uh, you know, it's not, in other words, it's for us today. I'm saying, Amen. you know, when he taught gifts of the spirit, the gifts of the spirit should be an operation in the body of Christ and not pass away. See, there's, there's some doctors out there some, and, uh, you know, that believe that all this has passed away, you know, with the, with the written word of God. And we need the written word of God. Amen. Amen. They Amen. use so. I believe it's first Corinthians chapter 13, you know, they said when all this is complete, you know, that then, then it's done away with. In other words, it's, it's full. And I believe the finished word of Christ, but I believe that we need to teach, we need to preach, we need to declare 
and act upon you know and that's even you know mainly with our salvation that's the you know that's the basis right there that's the greatest thing that we can have is our salvation in jesus christ so we should never take it for granted that you know it's just something that happened to me praise god it happened to me <laughs> praise god his spirit quickened me and he needed a savior amen and i came to him and i surrendered my, I surrendered my will to his will and praise god that's that's salvation so sorry i got off on a rat trail there but praise the lord that's a was uh you know burning in my heart yeah. this evening so god bless you love each and every one of you. thank you brother dale absolutely must believe and receive praise the lord amen i certainly agree on that one um i'm not sure who well they just went away and it was somebody out on a stem so i was going to speak to them but uh jim are you on phone or are you on uh your I'm not sure who 6995 is. Whoever it is, if you want to unmute yourself. There you uh, go. That's me. That's me yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Oh, so good. Look, really enjoyed the the, the songs and the words, the comments, all of that. Uh, um, some of the things that are said out there, but I, I just think about Acts 1 and 8, it said, well, actually it wasn't in Acts 1 and 8, but he, he talked about being baptized. He said, repent. Peter said, I guess in Acts 2, actually, but Peter said unto them, repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And Brother Varner, you mentioned that believe and receive. So that there's a clause. It seems to me like there's a clause there. It's the receiving yeah. part of that. But thank you so good. Appreciate everything. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Jim. Um,
He he kept our appointment with death at the cross and his death. He kept our appointment with God at the cross and his resurrection. You see, the cross, the crucifixion of Jesus Christ entails his death, burial, and resurrection. Okay, so eat my flesh and drink my blood is involved with the cross. Amen. That's what I wanted to say. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Brother Bob. Calvin. Amen. You're still muted. There you go. I go. Yes, sir. Yeah, no, no real comments or anything. Just basically listen and uh, enjoying the word. That's, that's about it. Kind of a little bit off tonight. I took a little bit of medicine in my back and yet been hurting me today. So, oh, my. Uh, a little bit off. But, uh, yeah, we're going make it a little better. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Praise the Lord. For sure. Yeah. Okay, well, well, we'll be praying, Brother uh, Calvin, about that. I know it's rough. I've been down that room. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that meditation ain't so good for you either, I think. Because, uh, yeah, it's hard, to, it's hard to determine what's worse, the pain or the medication. But anyway, we do what we can. Yeah, that's it. Thank <laughs> you.